You're listening to Off the Cuff. Now, here's your host, Adam Banks. everybody to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Thank you for listening to the show and thank you for tuning in to WLXU 93.9 FM. In addition to listening to us on the radio, you can check out our Facebook live stream at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks or you can download the Radio Lex app on your smartphone device to listen to us anywhere in the entire world. Amber Turner is in the studio with me today. Amber, out of all days of my broadcasting career, this might be the most frustrating because <laughs> I don't think to date we've had as much technical difficulties as we've had today. Uh, no. I, t- I, I, I tried to start the intro music. It cut off. Uh-huh. What happened there? We're an hour late. We're an hour late. It's 5.03. What's wrong with us we, today? We never start the show late, and we're an hour late. We're an hour. We're an hour late. So, folks, if you are tuning in today to hear the Highs and Lows show, uh, that will not be playing from 5 to 6. Off the Cuff will be playing from 5 to 6 today. And the reason for that is because there were some technical difficulties during our 4 to 5 hour. Really don't know what happened, but we're up and running now. So we're off to the races, <laughs> I hope we're off to the races, that's for sure. Ember, sometimes I go out and I try to get inspiration for the show. Because when you have a show like we do, mm-hmm. it's a variety talk radio show. Uh, we talk about a lot of stuff that happens in the daily. Yeah. So sometimes I go out in public just to get inspiration of what some people are doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, the the other day I was out uh, just eating by myself at a restaurant. Wait, you were eating by yourself at a restaurant? You didn't call me? Do you not ever do that? Go to restaurants by yourself, sit down and eat in them? I don't because I always feel so self-conscious like people are staring at me. So, Well, I'm sure people were, but I was there. It was during lunchtime and it was at Double Dogs in Hamburg. And usually at Double Dogs in Hamburg at 12 o'clock, you usually are with the lunch crowd. Yeah. And there's other people eating by themselves too. So it's not really that awkward. Yeah. And there was another guy guy eating alone and I was eating alone and he decided to watch videos on his phone at full volume. Uh. And I wanted to just look at him and say, man, that you're being very rude. There's other people around you that don't want to listen to the video that we can't even see. <laughs> and I was thinking, isn't that just an unwritten rule in life to not do that sort of thing? I, that one should be written, but it is most definitely an unwritten rule. And it made me start thinking about unwritten rules in life. Yeah. There's a lot of them. Yes. So I took to the internet uh-huh. and I started looking at what other people are, are saying is unwritten rules of life. Because I'm sure that if... I say that's an unwritten rule of life, and I'm sure there's more people that are out there that says there's more unwritten rules to life. Yeah. Yeah, so I started researching and looking at some of the most popular unwritten rules of life, Amber. Are you ready to hear some of them? I'm going to see how many of these I can check off. Okay. Well, one unwritten rule in life that some people find frustrating, and most people find frustrating, is if... I show you a picture on my phone, mm-hmm. don't go swiping left or right. Mm-mm. 
People haven't learned that. It's 2021, like, and people still haven't learned. Don't swipe on somebody else's phone. Right, that's, I mean, you're going through things. You're yeah. going through somebody's phone at that point. Exactly. Number two, if you borrow something, return it in the same condition mm-hmm. as as what somebody lets you borrow it. Mm. If it's a book, if it's a video, if it's a CD, don't turn it back with no scratches <laughs> on, right? Like, if I give you my car to borrow to drive around, yeah. are you going to return it with dirty floor mats? If, if you had, me personally, if you got absolutely it, not. If you got it with clean floor mats. I mean, me personally, no, you know me, but we know so many people that would. Right, you would think that's an unwritten rule to give whatever you took back the way you found it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe even in better shape. <laughs> if you borrow somebody's car, why don't you go clean it for them before you give it back to them? Put a little fuel in it before you take it back. Put a little fuel in it. Another one that people are saying is a unwritten rule of life is... People should stand back before boarding a bus, subway, metro, or elevator so that those on can get off quickly without having to wait for you to back up first. Absolutely. Yes. Let people off, and then you can get on real quick. Another one. The last one to go to bed has to turn out all the lights. I don't agree with that one. My husband does that every night, irregardless if he's the first or last. Just because you know someone who does something for a living, that doesn't automatically mean they owe you a discount if you ask for their services. I think that's a big one (laughs) because there are so many people out there that do good things like mechanics, uh, lawyers, Mm -hmm. uh, people who do uh, hair, they they, they do hair. They do these great services out there in, in the world of service. But these people also are human beings. They have lives, which means they have their own friends, their own family. Bills. They have <laughs> bills as well. That's what, that's part of being a human. So it is very rude for you just to assume that just because you're buddies with somebody that they should take away from their food, their income, their the things that they want in life to give you something free or a discount. Well, and I never really wanted any of my friends or my buddies to work on anything because, A, if you break it or you mess it up, we're never friends again. Like, that friendship's over. But I don't know about you, but the price of free is good sometimes, but not when I'm getting my hair cut or my car worked on. Here's another one. If someone is giving you a ride, you should be ready at the door They uh, when before they get there. It's so rude to have someone waiting on you when they are doing you a favor by picking you up. Yeah. I agree with that. I used to have a buddy, and we're not friends anymore, but I used to have a buddy, and he would uh, say, hey, can you come pick me up? Yeah. I'd say, sure. I would go pick him up because he was a buddy, but he would take literally, Amber, I'm not lying, at least 20 minutes before he would come out and get in the car. And I would call him three or four times. Hey, I'm here. What are you doing? Oh, be out in a minute, man. Mm. Be out in a minute. Like, what are you seriously doing? That's that's rude. Mm -mm. I'm sure there's other people that know people out there in their lives that are like that. Here's another unwritten rule of life, folks. If someone is wearing headphones and is clearly keeping to themselves, leave them alone. Mm, That is my biggest pet peeve. All the time, you see people wanting to talk to others with headphones in. Uh They got the headphones in for a reason. Mm -hmm. If I'm grocery shopping, if I'm at the store and I got my headphones in, don't get mad if I don't talk back because I don't hear you. I got my headphones in. Or you mean like if you're trying to clean your car and you've got your headphones in and a strange gentleman walks up behind you and taps you on the shoulder. Yes, I'm in the zone. I'm in the zone, man. I'm in the zone. Here's another one. Quit peeing on public toilet seats. Thank you. And if you do, at least have the decency to wipe it up. And not just public toilet seats. If you're over at somebody's house, Mm -hmm. that's a private toilet. But 
if you pee on their seat, wipe it off. Take your little square piece of tissue, <laughs> rub it down on the toilet, and then throw it in the trash. It takes two seconds. Just one little square piece. It take, here's another one. Here's another one. Some unwritten rules of life. The wave of thank you when someone lets you in while driving in traffic. The wave of thank you. So basically it's saying that you should wave at someone when they let you in while driving in traffic. You know I am an advocate for that one, and I will cut you off if you don't wave at me. But sometimes it's too late. You let somebody in front of you, you do them the, this big favor, and they just drive on through. Mm-hmm. They just pull right on in front of you. They don't even acknowledge that favor that you did for Mm-mm. them, that good deed. I like, mean, Bubba, you'd be five minutes late if I wouldn't have been nice to you just then. Here's another one. On an escalator, stand on the right so people can walk on the left. Well, it's in the airport, so if you're riding those, you know, kind of go along, I guess, moving tracks, always get over to the right, you know, if you just want to prance around, but move because people like me, I'm always in a rush. I want to run on the left side. Yeah. Here's another one. If you are going to talk with someone about your problems, issues, do a quick check in first. Like, are you in a good space for me to talk this out with you? You could say something like that. Uh, or you could, uh, I mean, so that's basically it. So you should make sure that you check up on somebody before you speak to them. I feel like that look you're giving me is you're telling me I need to make sure I check before I start diving in. Here's another one. Re-rack your weights at the gym. Absolutely. I don't go to the gym, so I don't, I don't know about that one. Ooh. Why is that such a unwritten rule? Because I don't want to be walking around for five minutes trying to find the 10-pound dumbbells and when you put them all the way over there on the side in the corner when you could just put them back lazy. Yeah. What's the point working out if you ain't even going to bring yourself back? It's the same kind of thing in a store, too. People will find something that they like. They'll pick it up with the intention to buy it and then they don't want it anymore. And instead of taking it back to where they found it, they'll just throw it on the shelf. Well, what always gets me is it's always like meats and milk. And I'm like, at what point did you, like, make this sacrifice that you're like, okay, I'm not going to get this meat, but I'm going to throw it here, you know, in the bloomers, and then I don't want this milk no more, so I'm going to set it over here, you know, in the in the PJs. Well, what's so. really frustrating about it, too, is that you got people over here, uh, you know, doing that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's ridiculous, and it, it makes no sense. It, it doesn't. When, here's another one. When someone else is paying the bill, you shouldn't order something very pricey. I agree with that one. <laughs> I definitely agree with that one. I know people. Why who, are you looking at me again? <laughs> I know it's hard not to look at you when you're sitting directly in front of me. But I know people who I can go out on a date with, mm-hmm. and they will order something off of the menu that is just uh, astronomically high, and they'll eat two bites of it. Mm-hmm. I think that's rude. I, that's why I'm an advocate for going Dutch. There's some people who really, they could care less. They could care less how expensive the food they order, knowing that they, that they ain't going to eat it. And here's what gets me is sometimes they don't even thank you for it. No. Don't even thank you for it. Mm-mm-mm. Here is another unwritten rule, folks. When you are shopping, looking for clothes, and suddenly decide you don't want it anymore, put it back where you found it. We already talked about that. But yes. I mean, you you really might want something really bad, Mm -hmm. and they still have it in the store, technically, but some a-ho decided to throw the product somewhere in the store where it doesn't belong, and you think the store's out of it. And anybody who's ever been shopping with me and you knows that I'm the one walking behind you, picking up all your stuff, putting it back where it goes. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we will continue more off the cuff after these words. Stick with us. to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. What you are hearing is the sound of a, of a good Saturday morning. The sound of cartoons. Amber, were you a fan of Looney Tunes? Absolutely. Maybe the greatest... Maybe the greatest show to ever be on TV is Looney Tunes. Nah, you might be Looney Tunes saying that, but it's pretty good. It's really good because it doesn't matter how old you are when you watch it. It's still as entertaining and funny as it was when you first watched it as a kid. (laughs) It might be funnier because sometimes those cartoon characters will crack me up. Amber, I bring up Looney Tunes is because I finally got a chance to watch Space Jam 2. Okay. Not a fan. And well... Yeah, apparently movie, you're not the only that one. That movie was complete trash. And it wasn't even the fact that it was starring LeBron James. I was going to say. <laughs> but it was the fact that uh, the movie itself was no count. The plot wasn't good. The movie itself wasn't good. The the What was good about Space Jam 1, the original, is yes, it was good as a kid, but adults could watch it with their kids and enjoy it too. Yeah. And I've heard so many people say, well, Space Jam 2, they wasn't they wasn't making it for your 30-year-old uh, self. Yes. Well, buddy, we're the one got the money. Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's people like us that you want to target it for. It's because we were the ones that grew up with Space Jam. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go watch the sequel. We're trying to get our kids to watch it because that's what we grew up watching. But it was complete tra- trash. Wasn't a good movie. LeBron James is such a copycat. Space Jam 2. Really, LeBron? Space Jam 2? If not taking the number 23 was was enough, you want to go ahead and take Michael Jordan's movie too, which you failed miserably. You failed miserably by taking his number on, the number 23. You failed at being the GOAT because you're not. You failed at taking on Space Jam 2, trying to make it a good movie. It wasn't. So it was complete trash, and that's all I'll say about that. Well, I mean, you're not the only one. It's got a 30% on Rotten Tomato, and I only know a few other things in this world that's got that low. But back to Looney Tunes, that was the only good part about the movie was the fact that they did add some Looney Tunes in there. Uh, I was I started the segment playing the Looney Tunes theme. Very famous theme. Looney Tunes is... It was an American comedy short film series produced by Warner Brothers from 1930 to 1969. Some of the most famous Looney Tunes, Amber, are Bugs Bunny, mm-hmm. Daffy Duck, Porky the Pig, Elmer Fudd, Sylvester, Tweety, Granny, Yosemite Sam, the Tasmanian Devil, Marvin the Martian, Wiley the Coyote, the Roadrunner, Pepe Le Pew, Foghorn Leghorn, Spitty Gonzagas. Am, am I missing any? Buddy, you even included Granny. I think you got everybody in I that. even included Granny. But those characters were all Looney Hence, they is why they were a part of the Looney Tunes. But it was such a good show for kids. Some people say you can go back and, and watch the shows now and see that there's a lot of things in cartoons that are inappropriate for kids to watch. Very inappropriate. But even the more reason to watch them as an adult. I love Looney Tunes. Did you 
grow up watching them a lot in your house. I did. I was a huge uh, Bugs Bunny fan, mm-hmm. a very huge Elmer Fudd fan. I think I liked Elmer Fudd because that's how my grandfather sounded. So he kind of had that buh Well, the most famous Looney Tune character of all time was, of course, Bugs Bunny. He is regarded as a cultural icon, and he has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Did you know that? I did not know that, actually. He does. And a lot of the Looney Tunes have been featured, not just in this cartoon Looney Tunes, they've been featured in films. Space Jam, we talked about with Michael Jordan. Space Jam 2, unfortunately, with LeBron (laughs) James. But they also made an appearance in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's a good one. And even though they did just do cameos in that movie because it was focused on their own original cartoons, it was still fascinating just to see cartoons collide with real life real life yes and roger rabbit was the first movie to where you've seen that happen yep there was also coyote versus acme uh which is a new movie that is releasing in 2023 so a new looney tunes movie that will be returning so many iconic things from uh looney tunes what's up doc (laughs) from bugs bunny that's all folks from porky pig Did you know, Amber, that out of all the Looney Tunes that I named, all of those Looney Tunes, they were all voiced. Most of them were voiced by one man. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. One man voiced all of these, all of these um, voices. Yeah. His name was Mel Blank. That's an interesting name to have. Yes. And without Mel Blank, there would be no Bugs Bunny. There would be no Daffy. There would be no Porky. Do you remember you said that you like Porky because he reminded you of your grandpa? Well, that was Elmer Fudd. Or Elmer, Elmer Fudd. I'm sorry. Yeah, Not Elmer Porky. Fudd. <laughs> now, get, my papa did kind of look like Porky Pig, but <laughs> he sounded like Elmer Fudd. <laughs> I get those two confused, Porky Pig and Elmer Fudd. But yes, one guy, one guy voiced all of the animated cartoons. And Amber, I done some digging, mm-hmm. and I found an old interview with this man. Okay. Mel Blank, who talks about voicing these characters. And the interviewer starts out the interview asking Mel, how would Bugs Bunny describe you? Now, I want you to take a listen at this interview. It's very fascinating. This is an old interview from 1979 with the voice of the Looney Tunes, Mel Blank. Tell me more about how he would describe you as a human being. Because you could describe him as a character. And you could describe his traits and his characteristics and this. And how would Bugs describe you as a human being? Well, this guy can do anything. Hey, you show him a character and he'll give it a voice. And uh, he's also an antique watch collector. And uh, he's kind of nice guy, as natural as possible. Yeah. He's not one of them egotistical jerks like Daffy Duck. And uh, that's about it. Just a regular guy. How how many of your characters, I mean, you have just... How do they keep coming? Where do they just keep coming from? They show me. First they show me a character. Yeah. They tell me what he's going to do in the story. They have a storyboard Mm -hmm. of the still picture showing me what he's going to do in the pictures. Yeah. Uh, Like Porky Pig, I tell the kids at the college, I wanted to be authentic about it. Yeah. So I went out to a pig farm and I wallowed around with the pigs for a couple of weeks. Then I come back to the studio and they kicked me out and said, go home and take a bath. <laughs> Which I did when I come back. I said, if a pig could talk, he would talk with a grunt. 
He said he was a little timid character. He'd talk with a grunt. You know, oink, 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 oink. That's why Porky got his voice. <laughs> That's incredible. Tweety was a little baby bird. I gave him a baby voice. Oh, I thought I'd go up with your cat. Sylvester was a big floppy cat. I gave him a floppy voice. All the way down the line with all these different characters. Sure. Uh, isn't that cool? That is actually pretty cool. Seth MacFarlane, who? Who? He, you know, Seth MacFarlane voices all the Family Guy characters, and everybody thinks he's so good and talented. What about Mel Blanc, who voiced the iconic Looney Tune characters? I would say that name probably throws people off. My goodness. Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc. Mel Blanc. Here is... Also, Amber, him continuing this interview where he talks about Longhorn Leghorn. Have you ever heard of Foghorn Leghorn? <laughs> That's the rooster that was like, I say uh, what I say. Uh. Here's how he got inspiration of that character. My, my favorite is looking right over your shoulder is Foghorn Leghorn. Is that that's yeah. the name, right? Yeah, you know how I got that character. I want to hear about that because that character knocks me silly. Every time I see him and the, and the little chicken hawk and the dog in those cartoons, everything stops in order for me to watch that. Years ago, I heard a hard-of-hearing sheriff when I was just a kid. What'd you say? I said, what'd you say? But pay attention, boy. I can't understand. Not so loud, ain't eh? deep. I thought that would make a good southern loose. I say, hey, boy, listen, boy, hey, are you listen, you looking for chickens? Well, there, see the little house over there says D.O. That's perfect. Perfect. I love it. Mel Blank, ladies and gentlemen. Looney Tunes, iconic all in itself. Love it. But, folks, we are going to now take off the, off the cuff's song of the week break, roll down them windows, and enjoy. I have no idea what I'm going to play because our computer is not working. <laughs> This is the music roulette. It is. I don't want to bore everybody to death and play the Modest Mouth Word at large, but it looks like that I'm going to have to roll down them windows, enjoy a little Modest Mouth. We'll be right back after the song. Actually, no, folks, I'll tell you what we'll, we'll do. We'll play a little cake. How about cake? Okay, give us a jam, man. Yes, this is my favorite cake song. How do you afford your rock and roll lifestyle, Amber? <laughs> We'll be back after the song. You are listening to Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. It is 5.30 currently right now. Typically, on this hour, you tune in to hear the highs and lows, but... Today, you are listening to Off the Cuff with Adam Banks from four to f- from 5 to 6 because we were having some technical difficulties at the beginning of our show at 4, so we just swapped time slots just for today. But next week, we will be back in studio at our regular time slot. Also, the Facebook Live stream is out, so nobody is able to watch a Facebook Live stream of the show this week. We hope to have all of that back next week as well. But just wanted to give everybody an explanation as to why we're live from 5 to 6 today. Podcast will still be posted regular time, folks. Just wanted to give everybody an update on that. Stick with us. we still got lots more off the cuff coming at you live after these words. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody, to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. This is the theme song to Drake and Josh. I never did watch this show, did you? I did. I actually really loved that show. I 
like that this was a little past our time. <laughs> what can I say? I'm known for that. <laughs> they were the Keenan and Kel for this new group of kids. You know what Keenan and Kel was for us, they were to the new group. Well, I mean, I don't want to say the new group because I do think that they were, you know, getting big. I think when we were... But in comparison, I would say Keenan and Kel, Drake and Josh, they were kind of the on that same level. Very popular kids with Nickelodeon. Well, Drake Bell, mm-hmm. who starred in Drake and Josh, mm. is apparently a big, fat pedophile now. <laughs> I enjoyed that explanation. You like it? <laughs> I did. Yes, he's a big, fat pedophile. Uh, an Ohio judge sentenced former Nickelodeon television star Drake Bell on Monday to two years of probation for child endangerment charges after the female victim who met him online and attended one of his concerts accused the actor of grooming her since she was 12 years old. Mm. Gross. And uh, what's crazy is that Drake only got probation. Mm-hmm. He didn't go to jail for it. He's a pedophile, didn't go to jail. And uh, once again, the justice system, it, it fails. But I don't really want to talk about Drake's disgusting pedophile case, mm-hmm. because that's disgusting in itself. I want to talk about the relationship between Drake and Josh today. The relationship is very strained. Very. Very strained. There's been rumors that the two hate each other. Um, so there was a huge tiff that started between them uh, back in the days of Vine. Do you remember how big Vine got? Yeah. Josh Peck uh, kind of took hold of that, you know, that neither one of them had really recovered their careers after the show. And he got really famous on there. And he got really famous with John Stamos, of all people. Uh, they used to do a lot of videos together. And I think there was just some things that happened. And maybe Drake was not invited to Josh's wedding. Exactly. And I know that Josh Peck lost a lot of weight, mm-hmm. and with that, usually comes with hey, the, hey, now. Usually, with that comes a, 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 a sense of confidence, is what I was going to say. Uh, you just don't take no no bull from nobody no more. But I, and and again, I, I could be reaching with the whole weight loss thing. It, regardless, the two they did get along a long time ago before, but they don't now. No, they don't get along now. And Drake wasn't invited to Josh's wedding. And it started making me think of all of these co-stars that have starred on in shows together that were best friends on camera. They, You would just tell somebody they're an absolute liar if they told you they didn't get along off screen. Mm-hmm. But it started making me think of all of these characters, all of these co-stars who acted together and were best friends in front of the camera, but behind the scenes did not get along at all. I'm assuming you've got us a good list. Why do you assume that I have us a list? Because if the if the live feed was up right now, somebody would agree with me. Well, lucky for you, Amber, I have compiled a list Yay. of co or co-workers in uh-huh. Hollywood that were best friends on camera but did not get along in real life. Some of them once you hear this information, there's no turning back. There's no, there's no. <laughs> now don't be ruining my day any more than what there, it's already been ruined. There's no way. There's no way that I can mend this when I tell you some of the people that didn't get along. Let me start with Andy Griffith uh. on the Andy Griffith Show. What wholesome place can you think of that's more wholesome than Mayberry? And Andy Griffith. 
Who would fight with Andy Griffith? Did you know that Aunt B and Andy Griffith did not get along at all? Hush your mouth. Aunt B, as a matter of fact, they said was very difficult to work with. They said she was hateful. She uh-huh. was rude. She was always complaining. And she hated Andy Griffith. Now, they could have come cast my granny because not only was she easy to get along with, she loved Andy Griffith. You don't believe me? Let's hear what Andy has to say. B called me and said, Francis wants wants to talk to you. Let me stop that right there. Francis is B's real name. And right, the story that Andy Griffith is going to tell you here is that B is on her deathbed. Aunt B is on her deathbed. Francis, mm-hmm. the actors. And she wanted Andy to call her. So that's the story that Andy's telling now. So I called her up. Hi, Francis. Oh, Andy, she said, I she said, I must be made of cast iron. I've had a heart attack. Now I have cancer. I'm only now just starting to die. And she said, I just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I, I said, well, Francis, she said, no, you can't do anything for me. She said, she said, um, I'm sorry we didn't get along better. She said it was uh, it was my fault, and she said I just wish we had. And uh, you 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 ran the show, and you 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 made the show a success. And I I'm just sorry we didn't get along. It took her to be on her deathbed for her to say that to him. That's sad. He went on to talk about in the interview how the times before she was on her deathbed, he said actually when she first started to get sick, he went to go visit her, Mm -hmm. and he did it unannounced, and she flipped out on him. Mm. I mean, he said she flipped out. Wow. And was not a fan of him showing up unannounced, and he said he stopped after that. Well, I don't blame him. And on her deathbed, she reached out and said, you know what? I'm sorry. I might have been a difficult person to work with. I'm sorry. But yeah, when I heard that about Aunt B from the Andy Griffith Show being hard to work with, that blew my mind. Mm. Absolutely blew my mind. Are you ready for another one? I don't know, Adam. You got me a little nervous today already. Did you know that the Golden Girls... Hush. Did you know don't that do the it. Golden Girls... Uh-uh, don't do it. Nope. Did not get along. I... Who loves the Golden Girls? Me. I love the Golden Girls, too. As a matter of fact, Betty White, one of the Golden Girls, is still alive. She's 99 years old as of today. So thankful for her. Not as of today, but as of this year, she's 99. And she'll be 100 coming up very soon. She's still living. God bless Betty White, right? Exactly. National treasure. Well, here is an interview of Betty White in an interview talking about how B. Arthur, Mm -hmm. who played Dorothy... Dorothy was my favorite character on the show. Absolutely. The dark, uh, she had the deep voice, uh-huh. the deep voice old lady. She was kind of the kind of the main character, kind of the leader of the bunch. Yeah. I mean, it was about the four core. Well, wasn't it her main house, though? It, Dorothy's it, main house? Yes. But Betty White, in an interview, says that B. Arthur wasn't a fan of her. Let's take a listen. Did you get along with everyone on the Golden Girls? I mean, oh did, yes, you did. Oh yes, B was not that fond of me, but yeah, I why loved, no? I've heard that. I don't know what is I that don't know about? what I ever did. I don't know, but she was not that thrilled with me. <laughs> but I loved B, and I admired her, and I just, and I can't believe I'm the only one left. Because 
you heard it from the horse's mouth. It wasn't just me saying that B. Arthur didn't like Betty White. Betty White was saying, hey, B don't like me. B don't like me. And sometimes that's just that just happens. Mm-hmm. Betty can't understand why B didn't like her, but she wasn't fond of her. And that's okay. Sometimes you work with people that you ain't fond of, but you still go to work just because yeah, it's, it's a way to make a living. Pay your bills and you need money. But it's so heartbreaking to know that behind the scenes that they really did not like each other. Dorothy but didn't like Betty White. It just goes to show how good they are at their jobs because they fooled us all. Here's another one, Amber. You probably already know about this one. This one was made pretty public. I think the world knows that these two co-stars didn't get along. Janet Hubert Witten and Will Smith on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, yeah. Janet Hubert played Aunt Viv. She was the original Aunt Viv, the best best. Aunt Viv. And Will Smith did not like Janet Hubert Witten, so he had her fired. And here is what Janet Hubert has to say about being fired from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Janet Hubert was never difficult on that set. Janet Hubert was so professional, it wasn't even funny. I think Will simply needed to win, and I think sometimes when you get caught up in a lie, and those things never happened. She never left the set, I never left the set. We got along great. I think he was young, and he was inexperienced, and I think he simply had to win. And sometimes when you get caught up in a lie, And I went back to them in 2009 and I said, please, I need you to clear my name. You talked to him directly? I spoke to JL when my dad died and my brother died and I begged them. I said, I have a family. I need you to tell the world that this stuff didn't happen. And I was waiting in my heart thinking somebody will come to me one day and help me. But they didn't. Because I've been trained as a young woman, as when I was a young woman, you always have your dignity and you don't just go, you know? So she talks about that on The Real, which is a daytime talk show. So since that interview has aired, that was in 2016, they actually made amends during the Fresh Prince 30-year special reunion, Janet Hubert and Will Smith. I don't remember what episode we covered that on, but we covered that, didn't we? We did cover that in our archives, if you want to find that somewhere in our archives. But yes, I found that just... Crazy to know that the lovable Aunt Viv didn't get along with Will Smith. Why was she referring to herself in the third person, though? That kind of threw me for a loop, man. Like the Rock. <laughs> oh, jeez. Here's some more people who didn't get along, more co-workers. Freddie Prince Jr. openly admits that he hated working with Kiefer Sutherland on 24 so much that he quit acting. <laughs> He did. We always wondered why Freddie Prince Jr. now works for WWE, which he does, by the way, folks. Who Those who don't know who Freddie Prince Jr. is, he was the a teen heartthrob in the 2000s. Oh, yes. He was what? on? Uh, I know she, what you did last summer. I still know what you did last she's summer. She's all that. She's all that. Scooby-Doo. All kinds of stuff. But he don't act anymore because of his experience working with Kiefer Sutherland. He said in a 2014 interview with ABC, he said, I did 24. It was terrible. I hated every moment of it. Kiefer was the most unprofessional dude in the world. That's not me talking trash. I'd I'd say it to his face. I think everyone who's worked with him has said that. I just wanted to quit the business after that. So I just sort of stopped. I hate that because I love Kiefer Sutherland. I like Kiefer Sutherland too. And to hear about how mean he is 
off camera makes you think differently about him. A little bit. Here's some more people. Miley Cyrus and Emily Osment didn't get along. They were best friends from oh, wow. Hannah Montana. Shannon Doherty and Jenny Garth. Oh, we knew that. Didn't get along. Shannon Doherty and Jenny Garth were from 90210. I don't think Shannon Doherty got along with anyone. Shonda Rhimes and Katherine Heigl did mm. not get along. That was a pretty big story in 2008 because Katherine Heigl uh, was going to submit her work she was either nominated. She was nominated. She was nominated for an Emmy, but turned it down saying that she feels like that her work wasn't good enough to be nominated. Mm-hmm. What a slap in the face for the writing, Shonda Rhimes, mm-hmm. that wrote her scripts to get her nominated for an Emmy. She says it wasn't good enough. Where's she at now? Doing nothing. Okay. Doing nothing. But those are some people, co-workers mm-hmm. in Hollywood, that got along on camera but didn't Ooh. off Fascinating, isn't it? You missed the biggest one. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you know anybody that I missed? Absolutely. Jennifer Grey and Patrick Swayze on Dirty Dancing. They didn't like each other. They absolutely did not like one another. How do you know? Well, Adam, because I've showed you a documentary about it, because you've asked me that before. Uh, But, you know, you could do a little look-see of it and find it and see. Uh, They did not. They didn't get along. I think Patrick Swayze thought she was very unprofessional. She didn't know how to dance. And it's a movie all about dancing. So he, yes. And sometimes when you work with actors who are really good at their job, they sometimes they might be hard to work with mm-hmm. because they expect you to bring the same energy and the same, the same kaboom that they bring. Exactly. To and if you're not bringing it, then they don't want you to waste their time anymore. No, because you ain't, you ain't putting out a good product. And then there's just some people who are just uh, not easy to work with. Are you talking about me? <laughs> well, how would you say I was to work with? Well, you know, I feel like people all the time actually ask if we're real friends in real life, and we should probably put it to bed and just tell people the truth. We absolutely don't talk outside of here. We hate each other. We hate each other. Been friends for 26 years, can't stand each other. Exactly. (laughs) Folks, we have one more segment to go of this crazy show today. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these words. Everybody to Off the Cuff. Adam Banks here with you. Amber is also in studio with me. Last segment of the hour. The NBA finally has a new champion. The Milwaukee Bucks is the 2021 world champion. Antikapuki's first world championship, Amber. I think you just like saying his name. Let's talk about where we last left off. We last left off talking about Game 4. So, Game 5 happened on Saturday, July the 17th. At the end of the first quarter of Game 5, the Bucks were starting at a 16... They were staring at a 16-point deficit, Amber. Then the Milwaukee's Big 3 went right to work. And they won that game. Devin Booker had a game-high 40 points in the loss, becoming the first player in NBA Finals history to lose back-to-back games despite scoring 40 or more points in both contests. The final game of game or the final score of Game Five was Bucks 123, Suns 119. Then there was a Game Six, and that was the final of the series, and that happened on Tuesday, July the 20th. And that was when Giannis Antetokounmpo ended one of the greatest NBA Finals ever with 50 points 
and a championship that took Milwaukee Bucks 50 years to win again. Hadn't won one in 50 years. Good night, 50 years? So just some takeaways from this whole playoffs. Chris Paul, it looks like he's never going to get a championship. He collapsed yet once again. He is the first player ever to blow four 2-0 leads in a best-of-seven series. That's pretty. That's a pretty bad stat to have with you. So, I think that Devin Booker quite possibly could win championship very, very soon. But as far as Chris Paul, it's looking very, very short for him. Very less likely. <laughs> that was a nice way of putting it. Less likely. Yes, but the final score of Game Six was Bucks one hundred five, Suns ninety eight. Crazy that. The NBA Finals is over. Now we're completely 100% in baseball season. And this is your favorite time of the year. <laughs> Not really, because I, like ba- I like college basketball. Well, you like going to baseball, though. Yes, I do like going to baseball, hanging out at the ballpark. Mm-hmm, spilling popcorn all over people's hair. No, that was football. That was peanuts, too. I messed that all up. But... The Milwaukee Bucks are the new NBA champions. Congrats to them. Congrats to Anti Kapuki. And we'll talk about the NBA Finals next year when there is a Finals. But ladies and gentlemen, that about wraps up another edition of Off the Cuff. I know it's been a crazy, crazy episode this week in a new time slot and all. But let me just say next week we will be back in our regular time slot, 4 to 5, right here on WLXU 93.9 FM. We will have the live stream up on Facebook next week. Sorry about those who usually tune in to the show thread on the Facebook live feed. But you can listen to this show in its entirety on podcast, on iTunes and Spotify, or wherever podcast can be streamed. You can follow my lovely co-host on social media at Ambu447. You can follow me, the host, on social media at the Adam Banks. You can follow Off the Cuff on social media at Off the Cuff with Adam Banks. Ladies and gentlemen, that is Amber Turner. I'm Adam Banks, and this is Off the Cuff. We'll see you next Thursday from 4 to 5. It go down in the deal.